I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Cast Company, Underrated Movies. Uh, my name's Alan. I'm Ariel. I'm Derek. Sergio. And today, we're going to be talking about this very, very underrated film. Uh, it came out back in 2003. And apparently this guy, this 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 dude, um, director Tommy Wiseau, um, apparently he, he's a renaissance man because he's done so many things on this film. He directed it, he wrote it, he produced it, he starred in it. He self-financed he did, it himself, he self-financed his own money. It. His own the, $6 million. Exactly, the budget was $6 million. Yeah, he utilized um, the resources that, you know, he had on hand, you know, just within, what was it, a couple of weeks he got this project together? A couple of weeks within together. hands reach somehow? From, from um, writing it to to um filming it yeah like i th- I think like a three weeks at, at, at most yeah this is an indie movie for sure it was like yeah 24 made this it's like uh... no it was before this time yeah before this time personal company that mm-hmm. did it too oh, okay. yeah it was with so with self films i think so films yep and of course if you guys haven't heard of it obviously not super underrated uh the room is what we're going to be talking about today Mm-hmm. Right, the room is pretty much a movie. The, the movie's basis is uh, Johnny, Tommy, Johnny, Tommy Wiseau's character. He's a successful banker living in San Francisco. He's engaged. Uh, pretty much everything's going great for him. But unfortunately, his uh, his fiance is cheating on him. Julia Daniela is the actress that plays Lisa. And then Greg, Greg Cicero plays uh, Mark. Mm-hmm. The Johnny's best friend, who is also cheating with Johnny's engagement or Johnny's fiance. Ugh, can't speak. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, so pretty much, yeah, that's the whole basis of the film. Uh, what did you guys think? Well, I thought it was. Well, the, you want to? Yeah, start? Take it area. Okay, okay. Right. I I thought it was very groundbreaking. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, it's just you know coming from a self-made man and basically uh, the story like we've seen it a bunch of times you know um girl cheats on a guy who's you know a good a good guy and and his torm his turmoils from that you know it, it all comes you know never make it's never never ends good and it all comes to a head at the end and um it, you know you could see the passion and in it and um there was one there was one moment that that stuck out to me very cinematography um cinematically uh it was when you know the affair was starting and and just you could see like this turn basically of this like kind of like you say femme fatale of um and in painting a, a pretty interesting picture with with the can you know the scene having the candles the music and and um it was very and, and, very, and you know some age guys some guys cinema. would say a very sexy dress you know oh yeah the, the sexy red dress iconic yeah very iconic, iconic. but yeah i know uh, sergio 
as well as I am, were like big fans of it. I mean, I want to hear what you think. I mean, obviously, you, you've you and I have talked about it many times. So I want to hear um, what 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 blew you away about it. Well, you know, I had actually I'd only seen bits and pieces of this movie. I'd never actually sat down and watched the film from beginning to end before. So you know, I I knew like a lot of the iconic scenes, like the rooftop scene. You know, the scene where he goes and um, is you know, virtually unrecognizable um, to the shop owner that he knows so well because he's the favorite customer and pets the dog, um, stuff like that. Uh, you know, so, but I had never actually, there was so many, I, mean, I just want to I mean, the big You beats. know, at first glance, you got to give it to her. She's probably older, you know, at first glance. You know, that's probably what I the mean, narrative, the underlying. And it's that attention to the Like, how yeah. do you reckon? I, it it was, it's the underlining theme of, you know, that he, she, he's supporting a, and it has to be an elderly woman, you know, show, just showing how much he cares, you know, because I mean, she, yeah, she probably case, has cataracts at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, you know, seeing it from start, there's so many little gems in there that you don't get when you watch just this, the iconic scenes. There's stuff that I didn't even know happened in this movie that that there's characters that just come in. There's there's motivations and moments like I. I didn't even realize that there was a, a cancer, I guess you would call it subplot, um, in the movie where the mom reveals that she has cancer. I, and, you know, yeah, I like, mean, I mean, and I was curious what was going to happen with that. And when the movie ended, I was still very curious about what was going to happen with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many like transforma- transformative like um, characters. I mean, look at the look at the um, psychiatrist characters. Arcs, the psychiatrist, you know, like he really, characters. you can tell Sinestro knows what he's talking about, or that Wiseau knows what he's talking about when he's writing the dialogue for these psychiatrists, you know, for for drug dealers. Chris R, you know, um, obviously <laughs> he's, Chris. yeah, Chris R, Chris Dash R, as he is uh, listed on the end credits. Um, I mean, just, because there's so many, you know, because there's so many Chris's, you have to, you have to. It's it's very caring to be distinguished, yeah, distinguishable about it. It's it's film writing one on one. You got to keep your Chris's straight. Um, that's they teach teach you that on the first day of film class. Um, but like honestly, you know, seeing it in this way, and I mean, I had kind of heard that he died at the end because I had seen there's a kind of a uh, a movie about this movie. Um, you guys might not even know about it called uh, The Disaster Artist. That and I kind of got some of the general plot of it of this movie from that but yeah that scene where he kills himself at the end it's it's powerful it's it's moving you know uh i yeah. i had never seen anything like it before i'll just say yeah i've never seen anything like this before yeah there's been some movies that have been people want to say are in the same category you mm-hmm. know stuff like trolls 2 you mm-hmm. know is another one that comes to mind but this movie is is beyond all of those you know nothing comes close maybe cats but that's the only one yeah exactly yeah we we got yeah. we got a, a bootleg copy of it right here um oh you know, yeah it's like yeah. it's very for those hard of you who are just listening yeah they have a, some dvds of here of the disaster or blu-rays uh, excuse me i don't know how mm-hmm. you manage to get blu-ray of the disaster artist and then uncut gems which as sergio was saying before we're recording this movie itself is an uncut gem an uncut gem yeah. literally yeah. uncut gem but i mean always I'm, been under the radar i mean um we we me and and the brother here um we were fortunate enough to um, be able to to go to a screening of, of this movie in in a theater. Um, you know, support your local theaters, small small businesses. Yeah, it, it does and, go um, on in a lot of like indie theaters. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's very hard to find. Um, you have to, you know, basically, and it, it, it has a cultural, you know, kind of like influence. And and it was very interesting. We got to see it 
live production unfortunately you know like we weren't um able to um see because the the tommy Wiseau, the filmmaker does tour with it so we weren't we're unfortunate to see him then we have seen him like in a couple of conventions he hasn't to his demay but um i mean yeah yeah i mean it's just you know just seeing him in real life you could definitely tell like the talent coming off you know, he it's hides it behind sunglasses, but next yeah. To, it's like if you were standing next to like Chris Nolan or mm-hmm. David Fincher or Spielberg, you get that energy. Like yeah, it I comes mean, off, it radiates off. Yeah, I mean, he's it's, always it's... crowded by people, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gave me a backpack. He said, hey, look, kid. One of the old boom, movies. here's a backpack. Take it. <laughs> it was great. Like It was like, uh, like, like those football players throwing their jerseys at you. It was, uh, yeah, but you don't need to. Um, you don't need to be a football player. Wear a jersey if you're playing football. You can do it in a tuxedo, as this film taught us. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, mm-hmm. riveting! That scene like, where they're they're playing football. Like I was actually going to mention that how much I loved it. It just had so much meaning behind it, and so much like it. It was just thrown into that into the movie for no reason whatsoever, but it made I, me feel so much. No, I made me no, go, you know what? You know what? Here. It did. It was thrown in for a reason. It was. To show the brotherhood of friendship and uh, the, just the simplicity of throwing a football and just that connection that you could get from throwing a football be- between your bros. It was a very dreamlike mm-hmm. sequence. and I remember having a dream mm-hmm. like that with my friends. Mm-hmm. Very hetero. Mm-hmm. Very hetero. Oh, well, yeah. We were all in suits, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like we were, you know, having gay sex or anything. We were just playing football. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. It was just showing how much they cared about each other and the love of the game. Yeah, I mean, well, it's up to yeah. interpretation. Yeah. It depends on the kind of person. How American football is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yeah. American Tommy is. Ooh, sorry, guys, there's, there's no more, nothing more American than American football. You know? more American. That's why they call it American exactly. football That's why it's not American soccer football. or Australian football. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Can, I, can I bring up one other thing that, that stood out in this movie? Um, can we well, talk please. about the soundtrack? Because it was it was very revolutionary, you know. He he brought up some indie indie um, artists with this too, you know, keeping it in the in the simple, you know, and just like yeah, yeah, it was very. very yeah. I mean, I mean, you are my rose. Spoke of the of the very deep, um, sensual, you know, act between between mm-hmm. um, between you know Greg Sestero's character and 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 the girlfriend. See, sadly, I, I missed I missed some of those scenes because I watched it on YouTube. So you know, they they wasn't any uh, of those um, explicit scenes. Love scenes, those, yeah. but those, you know, that's art. You know, so you know, it's a shame that they they couldn't include that on YouTube. It's, yeah, that's very disappointing because you are my with those scenes and the music. Like I like I don't know if you guys have ever seen Beyond the Black Rainbow, but that score for that movie is so haunting and so powerful. I thought there's no way any other movie can beat this, and then I thought about the room, and I was like. The room, yeah, and then you realize, yeah. and every, every scene with that music, I was like, memorable. Like, well, you know, interestingly, I just read this today that uh, apparently at the original screenings, Tommy was so was so impressed with the music that he would give a CD out to anyone who bought a ticket of the soundtrack. You know, that just speaks volumes That's to amazing. how much just he was generous, proud of just this. generous. You know, he's a director. He just wants to push it. Yeah, the fact that you know. there's an original soundtrack with original songs on top. Of an original s- score, featuring s- tracks such as "Chocolate is the Symbol of Love," that fits the scene where Tommy's friend 
says chocolate is the symbol of love and then yeah. has oral sex performed on him by another woman on Tommy's couch. And you just, you know, it's the way it's shot in that scene is very, you know, it lets you imagine it because you just see her head go down and you see his reaction, his incredible acting. So, you know, you know, you don't see anything happening there, but you know what's happening just based on that guy's face. Yeah, it was very his mature. His face says it all. It was very mature to not to not, to, to not show the, 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 the act being performed, but to show exactly. the reaction. It's, it's all about what it, you don't it remind, see, It reminds me, see. exactly. It reminds me of, of, of a film called Mandy where Nicolas Cage oh, is watching something. Nicolas Cage is watching something horrible, but instead of showing something showing what's horrible being done, they show Nicolas Cage's reaction to it and it's so much more powerful and much more effective than just showing the horrible gory act. And I think that that's that that movie could could pay a lot of homage and and thanks and yes to Tommy the room. Well, it's like you know, why why Jaws was so scary is because you don't see the shark very often, mm-hmm. you know. And what this is a, this is like a so Jaws sexual, of, is you yeah. don't see the the sex exactly. exactly. This is like the and Jaws of sex. This the, movie. The, and that's what makes it effective is because they take the elements of horror and they use it for other th- different things. See, it's a universal technique. It's the rule that makes you feel. That's yeah. called filmmaking. And he does play a lot of really big homages to like all these great you know different um you know like previous movies like all these tennessee williams and ed wood movies and and like uh, well, you know orson well, wells and, and also yeah, well, yeah like, we oh, can't we can't forget james james he's, dean mark, mark no. is named after mark damon his favorite actor yeah but james but james dean, james dean. James the reintroduction classic yeah. reference to rebel without a clock yeah the reintroduction of that line into this you know it's just it's just a classic going into another classic you know it's like poetry it rhymes Mm -hmm. and it's it's just great to see an old master film pay homage to the previous because film is film it's passing the torch it's passing the torch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it, it the thing is i also want to talk about like this movie you know at first like it took a while like it you know the big studios kind of ignored it it was there was only one billboard advertising it but i mean i, I think me and alan both found it the same way is that like its rights were so cheap at some point that adult swim was able to just kind of put it on late at night um and once I was a year i mentioned that yes, yeah and... yeah so yeah alan go for it talk, talk all about it well yeah well i mean coincidentally i mean you know we both watched it the same night i believe it was april 1st 2009 yeah, I don't yeah, remember probably. what April what April first I saw, it, but I know I saw it on one April first because it's kind of a tradition that adults yeah, for some does. odd reason it's a tradition. On, on yeah, which is about April when 1st. this podcast is releasing. I want to say early April, late no, March. You know, so may, yeah. may I comment Quite, on, it's... on why I believe that's so? Yeah, let's let's hear it. What? Well, this film being released in two thousand three, this film is a, is it's essentially a character study. Of a broken of a man being broken by the American dream, and he has oh Joker, that, yeah. <laughs> so this now you have oh, today sorry. these you have movies today like Joker. Sorry, we're trying to take this serious. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. We we have movies today that come you out know, and, Joaquin, like Joker Oscar to Tommy. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for movies like The Room, which study man in society and how he loses it all to society and the things that society tells us that we should have and want, and really, is it really worth 
um, then the Joker would not exist. Yeah. And honestly, Hollywood would not be ready for Joker if it was not for. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like Joaquin's speech I was bullshit. Agree. I mean, Why is he talking I mean, about many, many, he many. Be many thank you, um, Tommy. He should I'm, be think, saying thank you, Tommy. Tommy Don't yeah. even talk about. Well, milk I mean, many. Because Tommy milked Hollywood. But many wanted Tommy <laughs> Wiseau to be the Joker. But for this point, that's very true because yeah. Tommy yeah. Wiseau. There's actually a video on the internet. Test. You guys can look it up about where Tommy Wiseau is doing some Joker lines, and it's 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 very moving. Riveting. Really the Joker makeup, and he's in full costume. It's a full screen test of Tommy Wiseau as the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it's, and it's a shame not... we missed out on that movie. What I liked about his performance that is even better than Joaquin's is that, like, he he laughed from the, his heart. Like, you can feel the anguish, the pain he had growing it's a up. Real Joker you know, his father was a drinker and all that stuff, and Joaquin just couldn't bring that to the table. Yeah, I, like... I don't know why he should have got a raspberry. Not an Oscar. I'm like, gonna be as so bold. Like no, honestly, you're right. You're right. Like when he's when he has that laugh right after he hears that horrific story about a woman that got beat up so bad she had to go to a hospital on Guerrero Street, and he just laughs and says, "What a funny story." That's um, that is, if see, it wasn't for that scene, there would yes, be no Joker. That's movie. true. I mean, listen, 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 listen. Scenes like that and they're just littered throughout the movie. Where it's just it takes your expectation of right and wrong, and it just throws them on his head. It's like that's not what, how normal people react. It's like you find out your mom is dying of cancer, and you go, "I don't care." You find out that you know it's it, everybody loves you, but your wife is cheating on you with your best friend, and your best friend. It's like, well, what else am I gonna do except throw a TV off of my apartment complex, um, hump my wife's sexy red dress and then shoot myself in the mouth mm-hmm. it's those kinds of things it's like what drives a man a beloved man in america to do such a thing and this kind of thing can happen today and still does happen today and if it wasn't for this movie exploring those type topics it... what wait sergio don't leave me in suspense what was gonna, what if it wasn't for this movie exploring these topics what a charismatic jeweler Adam Sandler makes a high stakes <laughs> bet that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime. What are you kidding? Okay. That's the break. In a precarious <laughs> high wire act, <laughs> must balance business. Right, so are you just reading the fucking bag? Yes, he is. I think he's is on that, I think is so. The so of an Sergio so lost. Is out of the bag? Yeah, I lost. I mean, I lost. I made it I thought it was the okay. Well, I guess that was fucking good. All right, April Fools, everybody. April Fools, everybody. April Fools. Gets up the bag. We're trying to go as far as we could with it. But yeah, Derek, you tried. Yeah, you tried to like um, you tried to like start bring it to the April Fools joke, but then. Sergio took it to a different direction. He, he, yeah, went, the, he went the Norm Macdonald route. <laughs> and I love it. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, so sorry anybody who was was expecting Batman versus Superman. We're going to do that one next week. It's like a double April Fool. Double April Fool, yeah. So we're, it's the we're classic do double that, bamboos. The double bamboos, but... Coincidentally, though, the story of the April Fool's thing is actually true. So um, pretty much how I found out about this movie. I mean, if you guys have already watched the movie, you guys probably get it. Like, it's going to be a prank or something when we're describing it. But 
Yeah, like I remember watching and I was working at a hotel, graveyard shifts, and I would watch Adult Swim. And I remember the movie was like halfway on. I finished all my paperwork. and Pretty much when I was done with my paperwork, I chilled all night till like six in the morning. And I just remember it's on and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is horrible. And then I just kind of <laughs> kept watching it. And then I was like, that was fucking amazing. I was like, what is that? That was so bad. And then they're like, we're going to show it again. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's it was, do it. Yeah, it's on like all night. <laughs> it was on the whole night. Post. So, so, so. And I was like, oh, it's April Fool's. So I, yeah. yeah, so like we were saying, um, we saw this in the theater. It, it was in like a special screening for, um, for before the disaster artist came out so um we got to see it before the disaster artist which i i really liked because you know knowing the source material you that one understand. is actually a24 disaster artist. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's yeah and um so the but, so so rewatching it yesterday which we did for this podcast it's still so unbelievably like what the fuck like there was so many moments like Even where with, like the six sex yeah so because we watched it on YouTube too because it is impossible to rent still um so so yeah like that that was my only like oh like we missed the you are my rose you are my rose you it's... still buy it from Tommy directly I know that's the thing like, yeah. Tommy yeah. directly in the street <laughs> be like oh, here's oh, twenty yeah, bucks and he's like all right hey thank you you need to go to him but yeah like it's just there's so many moments where even. Him, who like has like seen it a couple of times, is even like, like he just collapsed laughing, and yeah, we both collapsed like, laughing because there's just so many moments of like, what? Each viewing, <laughs> each viewing is just such a great experience. Each viewing, it's, it's I don't know, it's like something new each time. Either you, it's just like coming back to revisit it, or you find you're you watching it and. You find that you you catch something that you didn't catch before, or just something stuff like that. It's just great every single time. Mm-hmm. It, it's a truly truly baffling movie. Like you're like, how did this like this guy was insane? Like he's a crate. Like I've watched a lot of bad movies. Like I like I was saying before, like Troll Two. Like it's a bad movie, but it's it's kind of like it's like oh this is funny because it's bad. Like this is bad because it's like what it's what is even fucking happening? It's the best kind of good bad movie like i would oh, yeah. rather it's watch this dream. any day than like something that's just okay like like sonic the hedgehog or something like i had fun watching it i'm never gonna watch again i could watch this movie a bunch of fucking times this movie's insane i've watched that rooftop scene over and over and over because it's just mm-hmm. like well i mean there's another there's another there's we noticed another incredible um rooftop like just cut Remember where the the um, psychiatrist is walking up, and then it just cuts to oh um, yeah, I almost to drank, Mark. I, almost <laughs> I took a drink of oh water, and it was just it just cuts to Mark just like lounging underneath. But like, he's like smoking weed. Yeah, but he's like <laughs> it just is a, such a sudden cuts, cut. It just cuts to where it's like there, and it's so quiet, and there's no sound. <laughs> And it scared the shit out of me. It, it was like it was a movie made by someone who understood how movies work, but didn't understand how like just stories work. Yeah, like yes. how to put the pieces like, together. Yeah, because there's I just so many things that are introduced TV. that just don't make, make sense that. and never come up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I mean. it's like a fever dream. It's like if you were to binge watch and fall asleep to like some really old soap opera, <laughs> this is what you would dream of. 
Like after you, like they could say you eat a whole box of pizza oh. and you fall asleep to watch it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You would dream. Yeah, yeah. Going on that soap opera thing when we were watching it yesterday, I like best. I like finally kind of like described it to make it sense in my mind. Is that it's, it's basically uh, <laughs> it's a fool's errand. It's, um, it's basically like if you took a whole season or even the whole series of of a soap opera and just showed one scene from each episode and just cut it and cut just one scene from each episode together that's how this movie flows because it's like well what like there's just so many like cuts into the scene like it's end to end yeah it's complete like like a season <laughs> but there's so many like missing scenes just so you know, plots in between. Yeah. never being finished this movie does not flow it stutters because there's like yeah. scenes where it's just like <laughs> It starts off with, like, let's say, let's say Tommy and the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist, I swear to God, he's my favorite. But <laughs> like, Tommy's telling him his problems. He's like, these are all my problems. And then, um, then the psychiatrist is like, or then the psychiatrist is like, well, I don't know how to help you, man. And then Tommy's like, but you're a psychiatrist. And then Greg walks in, he's like, what's wrong, Tommy? And Tommy's just like, women problems. And the psychiatrist is like, tell me about your problems. And then Tommy goes, stop trying to play psychiatrist with me all the time. I was like, one, <laughs> you just talked about your problems, and now he's all like, I don't know how to help you. But then you immediately go, tell me about your problems. And then two, <laughs> you go, help me, you're a psychiatrist. And then he does that whole double whammy, and then you pull like a quadruple whammy with, stop trying to be psychiatrist, psychiatrist, man. And it's just like, what? And it makes your brain, I don't know, it's like the, the, the it's times like that where it's let's just like it's a miracle if that was just miraculously done without intention where it just kind of happened like tommy created it like stuff like that like geniuses would have to go out of their way to create <laughs> like and, and, he is yeah that's the oh, thing yeah. is like this movie could not have been made on purpose like it is like this movie is so ridiculous yeah. and hilarious because it's an act you couldn't make like there's no way anyone could ever write this shit as a parody yeah <laughs> like like and it's it's like that's what i really appreciate it. it's like this is such a fucking swing and a miss and like my like favorite kind like movies i like either love movies that are like like they're great or they're terrible like middling movies i'm like okay whatever like there's this great francis ford coppola quote where he's talking about like when he's making apocalypse now and he's just like like when you like really fucking try and you just like completely fail people are like oh this is some like fucking pretentious garbage that's the that's the best kind of bad movie is just the movie where it's like wow they really went for it and absolutely nothing works that's why i would say everyone who likes this movie should get go out immediately and watch cats because that is another movie that is just like what the fuck is happening i can't here? i i i <laughs> I, 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 I it's so it's just uh, like this where it's just like so yeah, bad there's so, so many bad but, choices but you i just that it can get like it the would, same not maybe like the same amount of roar, uproaring and joint or like you like just enjoyment that I get from the room, but you think it's still like entertaining for the same reason? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And like I would say, it's it's because it's you, there's so many choices that are like so bizarre. Like Rebel Wilson like takes off her skin and she's got another skin and she gets the cockroaches, <laughs> and it's and and you're like, and then Idris like, Elba like, gets coronavirus. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's and it's not just like you know what like a movie like. Other bad movies, they're just like, okay, this is just kind of like dumb and boring, and there's like bad acting. 
This is like everything. The acting is fucking terrible. The lines are terrible. Nothing uh, makes sense. Isn't it the just ending, adapted like, from the Broadway musical? What was that? Yeah, but, oh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a CGI. Musical, it's which all is the also CGI not good. That's Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's... it's Broadway. I, I really... I really... Yeah, like... like do a whole uh, ne- uh, every April Fool's Day next year on Cats. We can talk about that later. We'll I just cats, can't. Yeah. I I might. I yeah. might. I don't know if I could bring myself up to watching it even once. It's just, I'll do it. We it would just like be. It's so stuff. nightmare fuel. It's so much. It nightmare really fuel. is. It really and but the thing is about like, Cats is like this movie. There's like there's no like why did it, nobody makes sense that like there's this like nobody actors but like like Cats was made by like a guy who's won an Academy Whoa. Award for Best Picture and Best Director and like there's really good actors in it and you're like, like, well, like I, mean, Andrew, I just elbow what the fuck the CGI was very primitive at the time of the making of the room oh, so it can't God. be as advanced as Cats mm-hmm, exactly oh Those my God that, that rooftop that scene easily been made yeah. they could have just on shot a rooftop, on a rooftop. In San Francisco like you're they're shooting in that's San Francisco that's not how movies work Derek. <laughs> Those aren't, that's not how work. You have to do it like they do in Hollywood. Yeah, this is big Hollywood. CGI. I bet that's a direct quote from the disaster artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're quoting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he recreated the I mean, he recreated the alley outside of the alley. Quote, oh my god. So. Yeah. This movie, it's just just watch it. You know, like it's it's if you haven't already, a fucking train wreck. You know, I'm saying like yeah. any listeners, if you haven't already, yeah, it's a fucking train wreck. And it's it's a train wreck that you can't look away from. Yeah. Like it is so fucking bizarre. Like I remember seeing it on Adult Swim, and I was just like, "What is this?" And I and I didn't watch it all then. Like I, but I like like I would go back. I would flip. I would be like, I was like watching something else. And I kept flipping back to it. Like like between commercials, but like let me just go back to this channel and see more of this insane thing. Like can't what stop. is happening here? You have to finish it. And the like, ending mm-hmm. is just. I don't know. Anywhere, like you don't. It's like a slow motion shot, but it's clearly not done with a slow motion camera. And there's no squibs or anything. It's just oh yeah, like Saving Private Ryan. I mean, Steven Spielberg (laughs) could not have. Well, no, I mean like uh, the whole like when when Mark like wake up Johnny wake up and there's like there's clearly like too much blood around him. Yeah, no, it's like there's blood coming out of his mouth. There's blood coming out of the, the back of his head. The whole floor is covered whole... in blood. And then the first thing that Greg walks, yells when he walks in, when he runs in, is Tom, uh, Johnny, wake up! Oh yeah, and then we caught that 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 um, Denny Denny said Tom slipped a Tommy in there. Yeah, <laughs> and like Mark is like Tommy. Mark is blatant. He's like he's like you did this, Lisa. I'm like, dude, you also were like involved. Like oh, yeah. it's like oh yeah, oh, yeah. He, this is he a weird conversation because his to have best friend slept with his fiance or his future wife, I should say. Yeah, it's like let's just have this whole redundant argument over my friend's body, <laughs> yeah. blood all over. Oh my god! And then Denny comes and he's like, both of you get out, leave us alone. <laughs> Okay, is Danny supposed to be mentally handicapped? Like, no, very he's in confused. college. He's in college. No, he's supposed to be like the kid, like the kid friend. Yeah, <laughs> he's eighteen and he's in college. But he acts like he's like like an eight year old. I like, know. He seems to have the mental capacity of an eight year old. Because he, I think he wrote him like that. Like, I think he thought, hey, an eighteen year old is like a kid. I guess I'm gonna write him like that. Seven-year-old who's bald now, but he's also oh, like, yeah. yeah, he's also like somebody who wants to it definitely like is like, it's like a uh, it's like a pre, 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 uh, like you know like a teenager that wants to 
wants to be in a threesome just because he's heard about it on the street yeah, or like, something. Exactly. The way he goes and he's just like, I like Lisa. I want to kiss her. I'm like, what is happening? Is this how Tommy is? When he's a kid. This is how he was when he was a kid. You know, it's like, yeah. Kids talk like that. It's like how South Park's like, oh, this is how we talked when we were kids. It's like, this is how Tommy talked when he was 18 years old, 27. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, any other other final thoughts, guys? Watch Best Friends Volume 1. Oh, yeah, watch Best Friends, too. Watch the want, room if first, you want and then. Inspiration to make your own movie. Yeah, watch Best movie. Friends. It was actually it's not the other side, so it's Greg Sestero's um movie. Um, it is very still weird, um, but at least cinem- cinematically, it's very good. Like, and part of oh, it was re- re- yeah. um was filmed actually in Santa Ana, um, uh, because they were I... like screening some of it and Los then, Angeles is too expensive yeah and they yeah. like filmed at the uh, like at the courthouse like just walking they around did. I remember that yeah. and they had like a shot of the whole courthouse like that's not Los Angeles yeah because they did a screening <laughs> of the room at the Frida which is, we're talking local I'm sorry and then um and yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, if you guys are living, uh, you know, the middle of Orange County, then you'll get a California to get this. Uh, sorry for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you live in the United States of yeah, America. Also, but... it's also the only <laughs> other movie that features Santa Ana is The End of Rain Man. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the train station. I drove by that. I was in that, uh, went by that train station, like, every day for, like, you four years. You know what years. else? Oh, yeah. That train station? What? My huh. sister's wedding. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right, three classics right there. But but yeah, definitely, I I would suggest watching this, then watching the Disaster Artist, so you get what Greg Sestero, who Greg Sestero is, and then going and watching um, Best Friends Volumes One and Two. I would read the book too, the Disaster Artist book. That one, I read it before the Disaster Artist movie came out, and it was just, it, it like the, obviously the movie can only tell you so much, but. The book really just goes into so much detail about like what Greg was thinking, what he thought Tommy was thinking, like their friendship, like like detail that the like movie, that disaster artist does not go into. Yeah, you can't really go into it. like it's just so like I don't know, like you, you feel bad for everyone involved, but at the same time, God, they kind of came out making this crazy, yeah, fucking weird, wonderful, weird strange motherfucking piece of a movie mm-hmm. and then afterwards watch home alone so you can fully get into the mind of, of greg and just immerse yourself in the world <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, yeah thank you so much guys for listening we appreciate it i hope you guys enjoyed it, uh, the episode uh just you know go ahead and like us like and subscribe hit that bell uh follow us on our socials um, and then Ariel, you have your your um, Nerd Incorporated. Yeah, Nerd Incorporated on um, Nerd Incorp on Instagram. Um, that's where we do comic book stu- related stuff, cosplay things, DC. We're hoping to kick kick that off a bit more in the coming uh, months. Um, hopefully, uh, doing a bit more content. It, we're kind of in a lull, especially with the. Um, convention slowing down and getting cancelled. Everything going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, we have uh, District 6 for um, technology and some gaming. 
information and then um derek has we, we do uh marvel podcasts which hopefully we'll be picking up once marvel content continues yeah um, we'll see when that happens because yeah. everything is canceled yeah we we're hoping to do um an overview of uh at least the disney plus shows coming out and, and doing that hmm? yeah yeah well, thanks everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you soon with Bye. another one. Bye. Thanks for being amazing. See you in another life. Thanks, guys, and be safe out there. Wash your hands. Why? So serious? Why so serious? Why so serious? Let's put a smile on this face. Why? So serious!